1993, Germany decided to skip the pre-selection and choose their contestant internally. And they picked a band with several European hits in their backpack. The band was Münchener Freiheit, and today I will be talking with the former lead singer of the band, Stefan Sauna, who was also the one who composed the Eurovision entry, Will so weit. I'm your BMW in a world of tractors, Emil Lofström, and this is Eurovision Legends! Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Stefan Sauna. Hello over there. <laughs> How are you? <clears throat> I'm fine. It's it's uh, it's it's winter time and it's a little chilly outside, but um, we got a nice and warm house, and so it's everything is okay except the corona. <laughs> I thought we could start with some quick questions to get warmed up and in a good mood. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Best song from Germany in Eurovision. In, in the in the past, I think uh, it's long ago in the sixties. There was Udo Jürgens with Merci Cherie. I, I like that. I like that song very much, and, and still do. And that was Austria. Oh, that was Austria. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but because no, but you see, because Udo Jürgens is. Uh, um, I know him personally very well before he died. Unfortunately, he, he lived very very close to me. So I, I thought this is Germany, but it was Austria. You were right. Then, um, for, what, what, what could I pick? Um, the best song in, in, in German Eurovision. I, I think that was um, uh, the um, Satellite. That's not long ago from, from Lena. Yeah, 2010. Uh, yeah, 2010. Yeah, right. Worst song from Germany in Eurovision. Except mine. <laughs> <laughs> That was um, a, a while. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, maybe I do, but but I don't know the 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 um, the artist anymore. I don't know. Can I quit this question? Yeah, we passed that. Who should have won the contest but didn't? Me. <laughs> Who should not have won but did? There was a group. Uh, I don't remember the name, but um, there was. Um, a very, very hard sounding heavy metal um, monster ah, monster fun. show. I, I don't remember. I thought they were Norwegian or not. Lordy from Finland. Finland, Finland, that was it. Yes, right. <laughs> I find it very original, but um, very strange in this, in the, uh, in this um, contest. Favorite song from 1993 besides your own composition? I really don't remember. I, I couldn't tell you. So you can't tell me the worst song from 1993 either. Turkey. Who do you want to see compete in Eurovision next year? Well... What I like very, very much is um, Nina from Germany because um, the, the the new albums from from Nina is they are very good. I think that sh she should try it. Nina is uh, the singer that sang uh, 99 Luftballons, right? 
Uh, yeah, but that, that's long ago. No, the, the new songs are much better. Yeah, okay. Last question. Who do you not want to see compete in Eurovision next year? Münchner der Freiheit. Well, you survived the first part. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stefan, how did everything start with music for you? Well, in, in a few words. <laughs> yeah, we can take the his pitch version. <laughs> well, um, it started actually um, with my father because he made commercials for, for TV and um, he needed a, a, a music for a special commercial. And I was trying to, to record some music. I was pretty young at, at 18, 19. And I was um, experimentally um, doing things on, 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 the, on the tape recorder. And then he gave me uh, the opportunity to go in a real studio and have there um, recorded a, a track for, for, the, for the commercial. And then I, 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 uh, I met the, uh, a young man uh, working in the studio and um, I did over the weekend, I did some demos with him, some songs from for myself and this I, I was sending to a record company and they answered and so I made my first record and that was my my entry in this whole thing and in 1980 you formed the band Münchner Freiheit how, yeah. how did you come up with the band name I didn't so that was the, uh, the bass player who is um, who is not anymore in, in, in the group who, who left it who left the band in 1983, I think. We were sitting in, in a cafe on, on, a, on a square in Munich, which is called Münchner Freiheit. And that's, that's the name of the, of, the, of the place. While we were sitting there, we were thinking about, about a name. And then he came up with the idea, why don't we call ourselves like this place? I know you fell in love with the genre Neudeutsche Welle, directly translated to New German Wave. Yes. And from New German Wave, you changed style to New Romantic. And in 1985, you released the song Ohne Dich, that became a great success. First in Germany, where it sold gold, and later topping the charts in both Austria and Switzerland. More than 650,000 singles were sold, and you were one of the biggest bands in Germany for several years, thanks to that song. That's right, yeah. There was a time where in Germany the radio um, switched a little um, from because we had this big wave called Neue Deutsche Welle, that means new German wave, whatever. And um, that was so overdone and, and so, so um, often played in the radio that the radio switched from, from German songs to English songs. That was a little bit like they had enough, you, know, you see. And um, then we were thinking, what, what are we going to do? Because um, with German songs, we didn't see any future. So we decided to make a song, this on a dish, which was first called Every Time with English language. And then um, we wanted to call ourselves 707 instead of Münchner Freiheit. And then we, we made also a, a German version. And um, 
the, the German TV picked this song, the German version, in for, for, for a TV show, and then it up it goes uh, up through the, through the ceiling and, and uh, became a hit. But uh, we didn't expect it, actually. And uh, the English version of the song uh, was released the year after, and it put you on the map in Europe. Yeah, that's right. Several more songs with English lyrics were released and I think that music fans who remember the 80s are familiar with the hits Keeping the Dream Alive, Play It Cool and Baby It's You. Yeah, that's right. That, that was Keeping the Dream Alive, Solange man träume noch leben kann in German. Baby It's You was Tausend Mal Du, which means Thousand Times You. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, those were great hits. Uh, also in, in, in England, we had... Uh, Number 13, I think, in England with a, Keeping the Dream Alive. That was great. Yeah, and you hit the charts here in Sweden too with those hits. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, we hit those. Uh, we hit the charts with um, Every Time, which is Ohne Dich, yeah. um, in, in Greece. And we went, we, we went over to, to, uh, to the TV show in Greece, all, all the kids sitting in, in front of the stage and, and singing along with us. And I thought, hey, what's going on here? And afterwards, they told us we are number one. We didn't know that. Superstars in Europe. Uh, I ne I've never felt like a superstar. I've, I'm pretty settled. 
In Eurovision, Germany's success during the 80s were largely due to Ralf Siegel and Bernd Meinungen, and besides the victory with Ambition Frieden in 1982, they had given Germany four second places, but after 1987 with uh, Lastisani in Dein Herz, the success decreased and the top 10 places was few and after a third attempt with the band Wind and uh, a 16th place, the TV company MDR decided to choose the artist internally. Do you remember how you were contacted for this? Yeah, the manager came uh, one day uh, and asked how about uh, singing uh, uh, a song for the Eurovision contest and I said no, we don't do this because it's not my kind of cheese. Uh, I'm not into this very well. So, but, but then he, uh, he said, um, there are 50, 60 million people watching that. So it, so it must be any good. Yeah. For, for yeah. Some, but I, I thought um, when you lose some, something, and, and, and we lost it <laughs> anyway, then um, the audience don't want losers. They don't go with losers. So it, so it was for us. It was a really break, a really feelable break um, in in Germany as well. So because um, if you're one of the last places, um, it's not good for your image. Yeah. Even though even though some people may may say a, a nice song or whatever. Yeah. I I, I believe it, it's not good to be to be. Uh, on the last places, we felt it very much, and 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 then the, the manager said, because like I said, um, why don't you try it? So so many people are watching this, and then um, I decided, okay, let's let's try it, and and I made a song especially for this event, which is not my kind of cheese anyway, because um, when I write songs, I write it for us, for our group, and for our audience, and all of a sudden I I should write for. Uh, Absolutely, um, for another audience, I was not familiar with that. So, so I'm, I felt not very happy. <laughs> I have spoken to Ralf Siegel several, several times in this podcast, and he told me that he was not invited to write for the entry in 93, but he revealed that the following year he was asked together with Dieter Bohlen and Frank Farian. So I wonder, do you know if they only asked you, or did they ask any other artists as well i don't know that i don't know that. I, I i do just know that um the manager asked me and and how many how many other artists were asked i, I don't i don't really know now oh i hoped you would reveal now that you fight with nina hagen to compete <laughs> with nina hagen <laughs> she would never ever do it <laughs> probably not but it would be awesome i think Was this the only song you present? No, there was another one, which the, um, but um, the, the the record company didn't want the song, so I made um, I made this. Um, the, what was he called? 
Viel so weit. Viel so weit, right. Not a blackout. <laughs> I forgot the question, I'm sorry. Did you write and present several songs for this project or was it only Will so weit? One, one more song I wrote, but they didn't come through. So um, I wrote another one, Feet So Weit, and that was it. And I made it also in, in, in different languages. I, a Spanish version, a French version, German and English. Yes. Somewhere out in space and time There must be a place for living Far beyond the moon A world of peace and giving Y podemos alcanzar La felicidad completa Para convencer Si odio en el corazón Con el The contest was held at the small Irish village of Mill Street. What are your memories from Ireland? Oh, that that was great. That really, uh, I mean, this this country and and the people are so friendly, and and that was really a great ex um, experience. We were doing these little introduction movies, uh, these little films, in in, in front of um, which came before we we but on stage, you know? And then we were, were flying with a helicopter to a little village where they prepared um, food for us and, and something to drink, like a buffet. And the, the people were nice and friendly. And every time we, we walked in, in a joint or in a, in, a, in a pub or whatever, it would take five minutes, then you had company and, and, and very, very nice and warm-hearted um, people over there. Did you become friends with any from the other delegations? With with everybody, with everybody, we were friends to everybody. Uh, I mean, that was really easy. At the backstage, we had no problems. Who did your styling? I I know that it was the '90s, and please don't get me wrong, but you didn't look like a modern rock group from Germany. No, we didn't. More like some nice religious man on a business trip. Yeah, I, that was horrible. I I hated it. <laughs> I don't even I don't even don't don't remember who did it. I mean that that was made especially for us. It was not not from a store. But I can't remember who got the idea. <laughs> I, I mean even even the nineteenth shouldn't be an excuse for that. <laughs> <laughs> the front runners to win according to the betting odds were Switzerland, France, United Kingdom and Croatia. Did you notice some lack of interest from the press? Yeah, that's right. Uh, there that, that, that wasn't much talk about it. Which wasn't very much, no. Well, I, I have to say anyway, I, I lived in Ibiza at the time and I didn't hear anything in the in the press or in, in the news or whatever because um, I was far away. Maybe it was good for me because I I didn't feel very good after that. But w when you were in in Mill Street, did you notice there and then that 
maybe our song will not end in the top places. Um, I, I heard it from some people that the, the jury uh, would decide before the show that they don't give us any points. The, but I don't know exactly who, who said that. Oh. I mean, uh, the, the, the whole thing is sometimes it's it's really politic political thing, you know. Yeah. For example, Greece and and, and um, always twelve points to to Greece and Cyprus. Right, Cyprus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah. Th- there you can see it's it's not only the music; it's all also the countries and and the sim- sympathy and and all that stuff. Did you have a personal favorite yourself among the entries? No, I didn't. Ireland won with 187 points, 23 points more than the runner-up United Kingdom and Switzerland got a third place. Do you remember your placing? I think it was 17 or 18. Yeah, 18th with 18 points, of which 8 came from Italy. And Italy was the first country to vote, so it started out very good for you. Yeah, that, that was right. And um, I remember that pretty much to the beginning of the, of the votes. Yeah, I thought, hey, we, we, we let it go on like this, then <laughs> we have. <a, laughs> but then that was <laughs> absolutely nothing anymore. No, then you had received almost half of your total score after one single jury. What happened after Eurovision? I mean, directly after Eurovision. We flew back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how was it you flew back after placing eighteenth? <laughs> A little quiet, a little sad, but not not too much because I'm. I thought to uh, right right from from the from the end of this on the show, I, I thought to to the next record, uh, new compositions and all that. I'm not very much depressed. I'm pretty positive. I have the feeling that uh, you wanted, and now I'm talking about the group to shush it down like Eurovision never happened. I mean, more or less all artists write proudly on their social media that they have participated in Eurovision, whether it's a good place or a bad. But I can't see on your homepage or on München und Freiheit's homepage that you have competed in the contest. There's no information at all. Yeah, that's right. Uh... I mean, Eurovision is one of the biggest stages in the world. Yeah, that's right. Well, there, there wasn't competition in Germany, so, so they asked just us um, to, to do it or not. Yeah. And uh, I don't know this the, in, in this year that that was no big trouble about this the whole thing. I've, not before and not after. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I I can't tell you why. The year after you released your eighth album in Germany, but never put your Eurovision song on it. How come? You, you don't you don't put any song that lost you know on on, on a on a on a record and 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 the Eurovision song was something different it was not quite my favorite music you know this that was especially written for this event yeah and and um it was a single in in four different languages but but not on the album so what <laughs> Did the result in Eurovision affect your career? I think so. Yeah, uh, that's what I told you before. When um, the 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 audience don't go with a loser, they they want winners. And um, even though they they said a nice song and 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 forget it, don't be sad or whatever, it made a break in our career. But, I think. But was it like the radio stations didn't want to play your song because you had lost in Eurovision? 
they they didn't play the the the, the song anyway okay i mean not before and not after sometimes yeah but but after not <laughs> After playing with Münchener Freiheit for 30 years, you left it. Um, 30 years is quite a long time. And then you realize all of a sudden that the, the years are almost the same. Every year you do a new record, then you go on stage with a new record. And, and the, the audience is just waiting for Only Dich or the greatest hits from, from the 80s. And... Um, it's it's a little boring for me to, to make new songs and 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 they the audience just waiting for the 80s songs yeah then you realize you go go to the same places every year and then you you play the same music every year and so every year is like the one before they, they seem to be the same you know and then then i decided uh, i need a new wind i knew i jump in the cold water again so I decided to 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 quit, but but I, I decided not from from one day or two another. So it was planned for one and a half years before. So it was no surprise for the for the rest of the group. Are you still in contact with the rest of the band? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I, I see them sometimes. Yeah, but we we don't live very close to to each other. What are you doing in life today? I'm doing right now um, a new video for. I recorded a new album, which is a review on on the time with Münchner Freiheit. Yeah, I I, I did I, I took some songs from from the very first album and from the second album, and um, recorded a new and sang it new and and with a new um, arrangement, just for like a review for for the last forty years. That was very funny to, to do and, and sounds very good. It sounds better than the than the original album. And therefore I make a new video right right at this moment. And the album you're talking about now is Die Freiheit nehm ich mir. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know you know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're still in the music business as a composer, producer and singer and work with your wife, Petra Manuela. That's right, yes. My first album, um, after Mention of Freiheit. And we made one song together, or, or maybe two songs, but one, one song, this Tic Tac. We did it together just for, for fun of it, you know, just for an experiment. We meant nothing. We, we didn't expect anything, so we just did it. And then the, the record company picked that song for the first single. And then all of a sudden she, she had to, to be in front of the camera, in front of TV shows and all this stuff and doing um, interviews on the radio. That was the first time for her. So that was really a shock <laughs> for herself. <laughs> but then the, the reaction of the audience and, and, and the radio was very positive. And, and then we decided to put some more of these songs on the next album. And all of a sudden we, we had a duet album. We didn't expect anything, you know, but all of a sudden uh, there was I know that composers and singers never want to pick a favorite from their own songs since that's like choosing a favorite child but 
we can't talk about all of your hundreds of compositions. So which songs from your career would you like to promote here and now for our listeners? Well, that is maybe very easy because um, there are certain songs which I, which are very, which I like very much on this last album, Die Freiheit nehme ich mir, which is also Münchner Freiheit and also Myself Now and, and Together with Peter. So um, maybe the song um, Lach mich nie mehr los, which is a good song with Peter together. Maybe for, for why not? Uh, the, the, the next one is. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Halb gewonnen. Halb gewonnen, you're right. <laughs> From very, very early Münchner Freiheit, which I recorded myself in, in, the, in the very early days of Münchner Freiheit with a, um, I think, 16 track uh, recording machine, very old one, and um, a very old uh, mixing desk. and. Um, that sounded not very good, I have to say. And, and that, that, that's why I liked it to record it new. written with Eurovision in mind more times? No. Never got a question? No. When I did some research for this episode, I saw that you composed a song that was released on Ralph Siegel's record company, Jupiter Records, exactly three minutes long. And the singer has a Eurovision connection too, since he was the singer that won the German national final in 96, but failed to qualify for Eurovision. That was not my song. Not for the German selection, but the guy that won that year. I'm talking about Leon with the song Donde Vas. Ah, this one, yeah. He sang at the Eurovision contest. No, because he, he won the German national final in 96. But in 96, there were so many countries that wanted to participate. So they had a pre-qualifying round. But, I see. But got one of the worst places. So they couldn't compete in Eurovision that year. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I, I remember I remember the song Don Devas. Yeah, I do. Yeah. He was not 
very good singer, I guess. We talked here before that um, your Eurovision experience wasn't that good because of the low placing. Would you never like to compete again? Well, as a, as a composer, yes. Yeah. Uh, as a composer, yeah. And 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 now, I mean, now it's it's also easier to write songs because um, these typical Eurovision contest songs, these hand in hand music and all that, this is over now. Now they they are more free to to represent their 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 style and and uh, and also you you can sing in English now. Exactly. Which at that time you you weren't allowed to do that. So uh, I think it's it's easier now to for a composer to write songs for this event because you can I feel more free. Who would you like to write for? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> you, you know, um, a young young man called Mike Singer. No. Ah, he he's he's very very famous in Germany, but he's a more more or less a teeny star. Okay. But, but he's really good and and uh, he he sings perfectly. Thank you so much, Stefan, for this nice chat. I hope I, I was not too bad with my English because I'm I I, I lived quite a while in America, but it's long ago and and so I'm not used to talk. I have to think too much. I believe me, your English was perfect. Okay. <laughs> and thanks to you, our listeners out there in the world. I hope you enjoyed this chat with me and Stefan Zauner. And if you did, subscribe, like and write a review and tell everyone you know about Eurovision Legends. I hope we meet again soon. You find Eurovision Legends on Facebook and Instagram and all information is on my website, eurovisionlegends.sc. What's your next goal then, Stefan? To finish my video. <laughs> and then um, the next uh, the next uh, big goal will be another album, a new album, which I do together with my pizza. Great. Yes. Thank you so much, Stefan. This was super. I thank you very much. Yes. Take care and have a lovely day. And and stay stay safe and sound. <laughs> Tell me how, but tell me how.